Casey Dimmon here with TaxCellAcademy.com and welcome to this Friday edition of the Tax Cell Podcast. Now in this episode, I want to discuss Zillow. So amongst the general public, most people love, love Zillow. They trust it for everything and believe that the information from Zillow is the absolute gospel. Realtors and many investors hate Zillow. They do not trust it. And they believe that the information on Zillow is straight from the devil. All right, maybe not that extreme, but they feel that Zillow is a joke oftentimes. So let's discuss Zillow. Let's discuss how we can properly use Zillow and what we should avoid on Zillow. So first off, much of what people seem to argue about and really focus on are the Zillow estimates of value or the Zestimates. These are computer-generated figures based on data that is retrieved by a computer from public records. Then all this information is thrown into a proprietary algorithm that is used by Zillow, and it pumps out these estimates of value. So if you know my background, you know that I also have a real estate brokerage, although my primary income stream is through investing in tax-defaulted real estate. But with my license, my brokerage, and my investment background, I can confidently say I have a pretty solid grasp on values. Now, I'll be the first one to say that the values used by Zillow are accurate in some areas only. In other areas, they are completely incorrect. The same can be said for a specific house. Some houses are very accurate, while others are not accurate at all. So it's not just a town or a subdivision. It can be down to the exact house. So when we have data that tells us some things are correct and some things are not correct, but we don't know which is which, we have data that we can't and should not use because it is not consistent across the board. I'm talking about the estimates of value. Just recently, I had someone tell me that their house is worth 50% more than it truly is simply because Zillow said so. Despite me attempting to prove otherwise through actual research and true comparable sales data, it didn't matter. That person relied solely on Zillow for their valuation. And that valuation was wrong. It was way wrong. The fact of the matter is you should never, ever rely on these values. Even if you find some that are accurate, they will not be accurate for every single property you look at. You must be the person to value real estate. You must take the time to learn how to value real estate. Don't ever rely on a computer-generated figure to decide where to invest your hard-earned money. That is the true definition of laziness and is a sure way to lose money. So, now that I've established the fact that we should never use Zillow for their estimates of value, what should we do with Zillow? Well, truthfully, outside of the value estimates, it's a very, very useful tool. It's a tool that I use myself. Again, not for values, but for all of the other features inside of Zillow. So first off, in many situations, much of the data is actually accurate, such as bedrooms, bathrooms, square footage numbers, year built, lot size, property tax amounts, all that kind of stuff is usually going to be accurate and does provide us with a very good idea of what the property is 
without having to dig into public records. It's a great way to perform surface level research that we can later verify. Additionally, it's a great way to find historical photos of the property if it has ever been listed. If the property was listed at some time in recent years, then you likely have the list price at that time plus photos from that time as well. That's a fantastic way to get access into the inside of a house where you otherwise wouldn't have been able to. In addition to that, it also has the property transaction data in a very, very easy to find, easy to read format. We can take a quick look to find out what the property was previously listed for and most importantly, what it sold for regardless of whether it was listed on the open market or not. Now, with all that stuff, the features and aspects of a building such as square footage and previous sales history, everything like that, we still must verify it ourselves. There is nothing that you should take directly from Zillow and believe it as fact unless you first verify it with public records. Never go off Zillow directly. Now, personally, one of the most useful things that I have found with Zillow is using the Zillow app. And I use it with location services so it knows exactly where I'm at. Learning a new area can be difficult by simply looking at it online, looking at your computer screen. But if we take the time to drive there and we drive just a little bit slower, we pull out our smartphone, load Zillow and safely, of course, use that app to learn about the area that we're driving in. It's a huge benefit to us. For example, if you're driving along and you see a sign in the yard, simply pull up the property on Zillow and you can have all the information right there in your hands instead of having to call the agent or waiting for a phone call back from the agent to get the details. And that's just one of the many ways that we can use the app on the go. Even if there's no sign in the yard, we can still pull up that property to get a number of details even if a listing has never existed for that property. We can simply look at the property, pull it up on our iPhone, get historical transaction data, year built, size, all sorts of amazing stats by sitting in our vehicle looking at our iPhone in a very, very quick manner. And that is exactly what I use Zillow for. I use it primarily when I'm on the go. I'll use it to learn about an area. Again, it's one thing to look at a computer screen. It's another thing to be able to see what's going on in that area in person while still having that computer data easily accessible. And then we can take what we have learned by being in the area physically and apply it to our online research. So yes, I do encourage you to use Zillow, but I highly suggest that you use it in the correct way. Zillow is an incredible tool that we can use to learn about different areas and different properties. We should not, however, use it without verifying anything inside of that program that dictates what we invest in. Use it as an exploratory tool, not as your decision-making tool. And as with every tool that we use, be sure you have other tools in your arsenal so that you can cross-verify everything that you've learned. Listen, I truly hope that this episode has helped you out. There are so many amazing tools out there that we have at our disposal. It's just a matter of figuring out how to best use each one, and Zillow is certainly no different. Hey, thank you so much for listening. If this episode or any of our episodes right here on the Tax Cell Podcast have helped you out, please do us a huge favor and leave a five-star review for us. It truly means a lot to us when we see those reviews left. We'll see you next time right here on the Tax Cell Podcast. Take care. Bye-bye.